Good morning, White Oak, and welcome. It's so good to be here. And if you're watching us online, want to say hello and uh, thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoy your time with us this morning. As we are uh, in our second week now of a series called Me, Myself, and I, we're taking a look at God-given identity. Last week, we began by talking about the fact that identity comes from God. It is God who gives us our identity. And if you missed that, I want to encourage you to go and check that out. You can find that on our website. Today, we're really continuing the same conversation that we did, uh, that we began last week, right? And so today is all about trust. Today's topic is identity is trust in God. And so as we go through this series, there's several things that we want to say each and every week that kind of help us stay on the same page, they help us stay connected, and, uh, and they help us get the most out of this series. The first thing that we want to do is we want to define identity. And so we're going to put it up here on the screen for you to see. The definition of identity is this, to know who you are, to know that you have value, to know what you're here to do. That's how we're going to be defining identity as we go through this series. And so who are you? We talked about last week, and we're going to continue to talk about through this entire series. Through Jesus, you are a child of God. That is your identity. That is given from God, right? Do I have value? Well, God created you, and he sent his son to die for you. So that kind of establishes how valuable you are. Why am I here? I want you to know that through this series, we're going to help you understand that you were created with a purpose and a plan, that God has gifted you to do things that only you can do, right? Another thing that we want you to know is that your identity is not established and your morality. And this isn't about being good enough. That's a futile effort. And that's like the student who feels like that they have to maintain a straight A average in order to maybe earn or keep their parents' love. What happens when that kid gets a B or comes home and, and they didn't quite reach the mark? Do their parents love them less? Do their parents reject them? And so we see that it's not through our own effort that we do this. It is through God telling us who we are. We don't earn it. It's a gift. It's God who gives us our identity, right? We don't earn it, and today is all about trusting in that. It's about uh, trusting that God is the one who's going to tell us who we are. God loves you. You don't earn it. It's free. In fact, you are chosen. And that's our big idea for today. We want you to hear that, that you are chosen by God. A truth that we also want to repeat through this series is that we all have these broken identities. What that means is that for each and every one of us, we can put our value into something outside of God. Uh, we can try to find our identity in our work. 
We can try to find our identity in our success. We can try to find identity in our kids. We can try to find identity in our sports or our recreation or whatever. There's all these different things. The list goes on and on of the things that we try to find our identity in. One of the things that happens, though, is that that they're all broken. And what happens in us is that we can become comfortable with our own broken identities. We, We know that we shouldn't get our identity from our job, but we're okay with that. We're comfortable with that. But we see someone else who has put their identity in some other thing. And we become intolerant of that. We get really upset. We become jaded at that. It becomes really easy for us to throw stones at people who find their identity in things outside of the things that we do. Now, here's the truth. We're all finding our identity in these broken things, right? Where have you placed your identity? Are you trusting God to tell you who you are, here's the truth that I want you to hear. Any identity that is outside the one that God has given us is broken. And we need to trust in God, our creator, to tell us who we are, to give us our identity. Last thing we want you to know in this series as we go through it is that you matter to God. Despite your sin, despite your failure, despite your lack of trust, God still loves each and every one of us. In fact, you are chosen, and we're going to talk more about what that means here today, right? Last week, we looked at Jesus' baptism, this place in history where God looked down from heaven, the sky opens up, and God declares for everyone that was there to hear it, this is my son whom I love, in him I am well pleased. And today we want to take a look at a different place where Jesus' identity is revealed. Just like it was on that day by God, there's another place in Scripture where we find out exactly who Jesus is. And if you've got your Bible, I want to encourage you to turn to John chapter 1. And if you don't, you can pull it up on your Bible app. We've got Bibles at the Hub. We would love for you to have one and uh, be able to read along with us. But in John chapter 1, John's a follower of Jesus, and he writes an account of Jesus' life. And in John chapter 1, John gives Jesus' origin story. Now, most of the other books of the Bible that talk about Jesus' beginnings, they talk about his birth, right? Jesus in the manger. Well, John, he kind of does things a little bit differently through his entire gospel, through his entire account of Jesus's life. But specifically on his origin story, John kind of, it it almost reads like a poem, John chapter one, the first part of it. And so he is going to reveal who Jesus is, but you really have to pay attention to kind of pick up on it. And so John chapter one, we're going to start with verse one and we're going to go through verse 13. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, and he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. John begins this with kind of a riddle, referring to Jesus as the word. The Greek word here is logos, and it means an expression. Uh, It's a representation. Uh, We get the word logo from this Greek word, and a logo is an expression of a company, right? If If you see a logo for a specific brand, when you see it, you think, Nike or Under Armour or whatever the brand is, right? You see that brand, you see an Apple and you think Apple Computer Company. It's like whatever the brand is, it is an expression of what it represents, right? Another way is a written word, right? That's what John calls Jesus here, the word. A word is an expression of what it represents, Right? It's a visual representation of something that's a lot deeper. Jesus is a divine representation of God. He is a divine expression of God. You see Jesus, you see God. And that's part of his identity. Listen to what it says here. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus had a hand in making everything in the universe, and that includes you and me. It's part of our identity, and it's a part of Jesus' identity. Nothing was made without him. You matter because you were created. And now I'm no artist, and I'm no master woodworker, but there's some things that are in our house that I have built or I have made, and I will tell you that they have a special place in my heart. And there's just a deeper connection that you have to the things that you make with your hands. And God created each and every one of us, and so that is a part of our identity. It's a part of who we are. Listen to this. He says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. You want to know who Jesus is? He is the true light that was sent to save the world. The world that he came to, it rejected him. Did you hear that? They nailed him to a cross, but here's the good news. This is the summation of the gospel, the good news right here. He says this, yet to all who did receive him, To those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's our identity, that through Jesus, no matter how broken we are, no matter how many mistakes we've made, no matter how 
uh, failed we are, that through Jesus, we have the right to become children of God. If you've received Jesus, you have been given the right to become a child of God. Who do you trust to tell you who you are? Do you trust yourself? You trust the mirror? You trust other people? You trust society and culture? Who do you trust to define who you are? Experts? Or do you put your trust in God and his word, the Bible? And the word of God tells us that through Jesus, our identity is that of a child of God. And there's days, there's times when we just need to read that. We need to believe it. And we need to rest in it. And we need to push out all the other voices and all the other negativity and all the other things that tells us that we're not enough and that we're not, uh, we're not ever going to be anything. And we need to rest in the fact of who God tells us we are. Identity is trusting God. You are chosen. Now, our culture, it will tell you a different story. Our culture has a big idea of its own. And so each week, what we have is we have our big idea that we want you to know the truth that comes from the Word of God. But we also want to show you what culture says. And culture will tell you that you are rejected. It's what culture says. John tells us that the world rejected Jesus. If the world has rejected Jesus, just imagine what it's going to do to you and me. One reason that it's hard for each and every one of us to feel chosen, to feel loved and accepted by God, is because for all of us, there's been times in our life where we've experienced rejection. Days when somebody has told us that we're not good enough. Days when we're made to feel small or insignificant, like we don't matter. Each and every person in here has had a moment in their life where they've felt rejected. Jesus was rejected. But God, through all that mess, through all that brokenness, speaks the truth that you're loved, that you're chosen, that you're his child. And so the question for each and every one of us is, who is it that we're going to believe? God tells you that you matter and that you're chosen and that he's got a plan for you. But sometimes for each and every one of us, it becomes hard for us to believe that truth. Genesis chapter 16 through 18, really a lot of that, it goes back even farther maybe. Uh, but, uh, but there in the, uh, in the teen chapters of Genesis, there's this story that picks up about a husband and a wife named Abram and Sari. We will later know them as Abraham and Sarah. And they were getting older in age, and they didn't have any children. And during this time in history, it's not much different than now, uh, a couple that has no children can be looked down upon. And for where they were in history, their identity, their value, their worth would have come only from their ability 
to reproduce more kids, for their family, for their name, for their heritage to be passed on. But they were without kids. And God comes to Abram and he tells him, he says, hey, I've got a promise for you. I want you to move your family. I want you to go somewhere else. He says, I'm going to create out of you a great nation. Now to Abram and Sari, this sounded crazy because they were old and they had no kids. And so they keep asking, how can we be the patriarchs of this great nation when we have no children? And God continues to reaffirm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Well, Sari, she gets tired of waiting. And so she has this servant, Hagar, and she convinces Abram that he should take matters into his own hands and that he should be with Hagar and that they would have a child. And they do. And so this child, Ishmael, is born. Now God is like, no, this is not the promise I gave you. And he actually reaffirms it. He gives them new names. He says, you're going to be Abraham and you're going to be Sarah. And I'm going to give Sarah a child and you're going to bless. The world's going to be blessed through it. And you're going to be this great nation. And it says that Abraham goes back to God and he's like, hey, I've already got this son, Ishmael. Can he just be the promise? And God's like, no, that's not the plan. And so God comes back through three angels and he tells Sarah, he says, within the next year, you're going to give birth to a son, Isaac. What's this? Sarah laughs. That's how, that's how much doubt and fear was in her. That she just, it was just funny to her. It's not going to happen, God. But Abraham and Sarah did give birth to Isaac. And where we all see impossibility, God declares nothing is too difficult for him. Abraham and Sarah had a hard time believing this identity that God wanted to give them. I mean, he goes so far as to give them new names and say, I'm gonna create in you a new people and you're going to be my people and they couldn't see it. They couldn't trust it, right? God is speaking to them and giving them their identity and telling them their purpose, and they can't see it. They can't believe it. They cannot trust it. And maybe when God speaks over your new identity, maybe you're the exact same spot that Abraham and Sarah were. Maybe you're here today and you feel the weight of your past failures. And you're like, I can't be a child of God because you don't know what I've done. Maybe you're here today and you feel like when God tries to tell you who you are, you said, you, you can't, that can't be true because you don't know how many times I've been rejected, how many times I've had the door shut in my face, how many times people have walked away from me. You don't understand what I've been through. Maybe you're here today and when you look in the mirror, you just think, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not loved. Maybe you feel that. Maybe you've had people that have unfortunately hurt you and, and made you feel that way. And so when God tries to say that you're chosen, you're my creation and I love you, maybe it's hard for you to believe. You feel like that 
You have to create your own identity. You can't wait and be patient on the one that God has for you or that one's not working for you. And so you get tired of waiting. You get tired of, of it. And so we go and we look for identity in all these other places. Maybe you're here today and you just can't believe that God wants to do something significant in your life. You haven't seen it, you haven't experienced it, you can't trust it because all you can see and all you can feel, all you've ever known is brokenness and failure. Let me ask you this. Culture will tell you, let me just tell you this, sorry. Culture will tell you that you're rejected, but God will tell you that you're chosen. And let me ask you this, who are you going to believe? Culture is going to tell you that you're rejected. That's what culture is going to do. But God wants to tell you that you're chosen. God wants to tell you that you're loved. God wants to tell you that that you matter. And I just want to ask you, who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to social media. You're going to listen to the internet. You're going to listen to TV. You're going to listen to Hollywood. You're going to listen. Who are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to God, the creator of the universe, to tell you who you are? Can you sit in that? Can you trust it? Look at this promise that God makes to Abraham. It's found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord said to Abram, leave your land, your relatives and your father's home. Go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse. And whoever curses you, I will curse. Though you, through you, every family on earth will be blessed. God has a new identity for each and every one of us. God has chosen us. He has not rejected us. He's given us a calling. And I just got to ask the question, who is it that we're going to believe? Who is it that we're going to put our trust in? You know, things are different today than they were 10, 20 years ago. Our phones and social media, they've just changed things. Used to be, if, uh, if I had a bunch of friends and people that went out uh, on a Friday night and I didn't go, I wouldn't know about it, not unless somebody told me about it. Now we have the ability, and, and maybe this has happened to you, it's happened to me, okay, I'll just be honest. You're scrolling through your social media thing and you see some people you know, friends of yours, And they're at a thing. And you start looking at the pictures and you're like, wow, there's a lot of people I know in these pictures. And you're like, oh, what's this thing they're doing? That looks like fun. Anybody ever seen somebody doing something on social media? Like you see the pictures, you see the aftermath, and you just wonder yourself like, wonder why I wasn't invited to that. Wonder why nobody told me that they were doing that. It happens to me more than I would like to admit. I see something happen and it's like, oh, sure would have been nice to hear about that or know about that. Why, why does it seem like all the people that I know and hang around are at this thing? Now, normally, there's probably a very logical reason why they're at something and I'm at home. 
But that doesn't stop me from going to some really, really dark places mentally. About feeling unloved, about feeling uninvited, about feeling maybe like I don't matter, about feeling rejected. And it becomes easy to see ourselves this way. It doesn't matter how many good things happen in my life. It doesn't matter how many blessings I've got or how many text messages I get or how many invites I get to other things. It doesn't matter. I see one negative thing. I see one thing and I think I should have been at that. Why didn't anybody ask me to be at that? And all of a sudden you feel unloved and unwanted and you feel rejected. And so for some of us, it doesn't matter all the good that God's trying to do in our life. It doesn't matter all the positive people that he's circled around you. It doesn't matter all the examples that you might have of how he's trying to bless you. We fixate on the things that are negative. We fixate on the things that seem to bring us down. God has given us our identity, and it doesn't come from anyone or anywhere else. And John, at the end of John's thing there, he had this line. He says, but for those of us who are in Christ, we have been given the ability to be called children of God. That through Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, those of us who have received Jesus have the right to become children of God. I want you to know today that you were chosen, that God created you, that God loves you, and that God chose you. Not because of anything that you did or didn't do, but because he loves you and he created you. Paul tells us this in the book of Ephesians. He tells us that we have been chosen. I want you to look with me in Ephesians chapter one. We're gonna put it up on the screen, verses three and four says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, before God ever created the universe. He chose us. He chose us to be his children, He had a purpose and a plan for our life. And that's where our identity comes from. It comes from God and it doesn't come from anywhere else. I've been on enough playgrounds to tell you that when we're divvying up teams, when it's time to play a giant game of kickball and you got two pickers and you got 12 kids, everybody wants to be chosen. Nobody wants to be last because when you're last and you're in like school ground pickup games, when you're last, you're not chosen, right? God chooses you. Let me tell you, church, when you're walking down the aisle and you're meeting your spouse, soon to be, and you're exchanging vows with one another, and you you get that glance and you look over and you're in that moment, it's your wedding day. The thing that makes that so incredible, the thing that makes that so amazing is that you know out of every person on earth, 
The person who you're standing beside has chosen you. That you matter. They picked you. And church, I want you to know that God chose you. He didn't get stuck with you. You weren't last before he ever created anything. He loved you and he chose you to be his son and his daughter. Our identity is not found in anywhere or anything else. It is found only in God. And so for each and every one of us, what we need to do is we need to get out of our own heads. We need to get out of our own way and we need to trust that God knows best. We need to stop believing what everybody else says and what culture tells us. And we need to rest in the fact that we're loved and we're chosen by God. If you're here today and you've never accepted that, you're not in a relationship with Jesus, I'd love to talk to you more about it. I'd love to talk to you about what it means to be a child of God. And so you can come and you can find me. You can email me, ksmith at thewcc.com. But we would love to talk to you about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Identity is trusting God. You are chosen. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for the fact that you tell us who we are. God, and I just pray that we would trust in that, that we would sit in that, that we would rest in that, God. Allow us to see past anything and everything that anybody else tells us and to truly believe and who you say we are. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus, that makes this all possible. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.